right, this is Gord Amazing Podcast. Uh, I am bringing back my first kind of return guest of the day, and this is Justin Wise. He was on Podcast 12, I believe. If uh, you want to go back and listen to that, that was out way back in April, so that was like six months ago, and I can't remember what I did last week, let alone you know <laughs> having somebody on six months ago, but welcome back, Justin. Glad to have yeah, you back. Yeah, thanks, Tony. Thanks for yeah. having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, when we talked in podcast 12, it was kind of to play back some of your story about redemption and your, and the faith journey that you've been on and, and kind of catch you up to, to today, where you are today with how successful you've been business wise and, and your family mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So, um, how have, you know, how have the last six months gone for you and your family? Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a good question. Definitely relevant. You know, I mean, for all of us, it's been you know, uh, constantly changing, right, environment in, you know, work life and family life and school and everything. So, um, you know, I think kind of what, um, what I tried to do, I mean, because I think all of us in business and, and, and in life in general, I mean, it's just constant distraction if you want it to be. And so um, yeah. I've really, really tried and my wife too, uh, to just to stay focused on what we're doing, um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've done many things, uh, you know, goal setting has been a big thing, um, to have specific goals that we're trying to accomplish in order to not get distracted by whatever's on, on the news or what a friend is saying or what you're seeing on social media. So you're talking, you're talking um, family or couple goals or business or all of those kind of things. I would say kind of all of those, something that, um, that, that my wife and I have done for many, many years is, is just set, you know, kind of annual goals as a couple, for mm-hmm. us and our marriage, for our kid, you know, like what we want to do with our kids um, and then personal and business and things. So um, sure. I think that's really, really helped to kind of <clears throat> have that, um, you know, kind of that keel during all the, you know, craziness. We kind of thought the craziness would end, right? And it hasn't. So <laughs> I think everybody um, thought that, yeah. <laughs> r- right. Um, so I think it's those things that I found is extremely important to, to stay on the right track. So I don't know if that yeah. answered your question, but kind of makes, hopefully it makes some sense. Yeah. So how have you, how have you done towards those goals that you set at the start of the year kind of thing? Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, for, uh, and this is something I've, I've realized over many years of doing this is, you know, there's some that, that I've hit some that I've exceeded and some that I haven't hit. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, initially starting out when we did this, uh, as a couple, um, you know, it's kind of, you get to the end of the year and like, oh man, you get, you start to dog on yourself for the things you didn't do. Um, and yeah. you lose focus of the things that you did. And so, um, yeah. you know, uh, one thing that I've done recently is just kind of look at everything again. What I actually did this year is I uh, recorded myself um, sharing those goals to myself. So, and, I, and I've rewatched it multiple times. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So that, that, that's helped. Um, and so, yeah, there's some of them that we, I've just done amazing at. And again, some that we've just kind of barely met and some that, hey, we're not going to hit them by the end of the year. So, um, <laughs> But you've got to kind of have stretch goals like that too, don't you? I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, yes. for sure. Yep, so. yep, yep. Yeah, and I think just that with anything in life, when, or what I realize is once you set, step back from that and take a look at it, um, then you can determine like, okay, what went wrong? You can actually, you know, look at it and, and diagnose where did I, where did I lose track? And, and like a simple goal I had was, um, one of the ones with the kids was to, to take them fishing at least twice a month. Right. And so I, I got really busy. Uh, I started to prioritize some of the work goals, didn't get those things in. And so it's like, Hey, that's, what did I do? I'm going to learn from that. Okay. So, um, that's just kind of an example of it. Yep. 
Yep. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. We haven't broken it down quite that granular. So that's a good suggestion, I think, to, to do and, and break it down that way. So you said you do the same thing at work also? Yeah. Yeah. So I have specific, you know, uh, you know, metrics that I try to measure, you know, with how well I serve my clients and kind of production level and the assets that I manage and that. And so um, one of the things that I found super effective and, and it's a simple thing, I just put a post-it note of kind of my monthly goal, you know, and anyone can do that, whether it's, you know, I want to do this many interviews with people or I want to, um, you know, sell this many houses or whatever. I, I put it where I see it every single day. And yeah. honestly, for years now, that little post-it note has driven that um, on a monthly basis. And so, I, I, I mean, it's such an easy thing. And it seems so uh, so simple, but it's very, very effective. Yeah, yeah, it's a great way to keep your and I've and I've noticed that too. If I do that, I I I have even a, even if it's my to-do list for the day that, that I write up, if I don't have it open where I can see it, it's harder to focus on that, I think. And, and sure. And the things that I need to get done usually turn into four or something like that that I actually get done if I don't keep it in mind and stay focused yes. on it. So yeah, right. <laughs> right. So there's that power in just seeing I and mean, I know that's kind of out there everywhere, but you know, we each yeah. have to kind of make it our own. Like how are we gonna um how are we gonna focus on these things? You know what I mean? So yeah. um it's gonna look like something different for everyone, but the key is to have them and to and to be looking at them regularly. Yep. And I'm just pulling up I'm reading uh, I don't know if you've ever read Ryan Mickler's book Sovereignty at all no i have not no so he does the order of man podcast okay and he's got something so you're doing andrew andrew frisilla's uh arte syndicate right yes yep he's got it's called order he's got his iron council which is kind of similar they break it down a little bit more and i'm not part of the iron council but he wrote this book and that kind of formed the foundation for a lot of that and he breaks his goals down into kind of 12 week segments. So what am I going to do personally to improve myself? What am I going to do to improve connections? What am I going to do to improve my, you know, fitness? I can't remember the exact term fitness, but basically your health. And, and then there's one more that I'm forgetting, but four sections all together and you kind of set 12 week goals. So it's not too far in the future, but it's, it's something you can look at and work to every day over that 90 day period. As he kind of said, right. you can do, you can do anything for 90 days and, and try to improve things that way. So, yeah. And, and I think that makes a lot of sense because something that you've probably experienced and I, and I surely have is you set these goals and okay, if you don't, if you don't look at them and then it's like, you got three months yeah. left, well, there's no way I'm going to fit it in. Right. And so having yep. that regular cadence, I guess, kind of is an important part. But maybe you could still, if you actually started paying attention to it. Right. That kind right. Of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yep. Sure. Yeah. So how's CrossFit going? Um, it's been going pretty well. I think, you know, the thing that I've realized with that is it kind of goes in waves there too. You know, like there'll be times when I'm just really, you know, ready to go get at it and, um, you know, an attack. Um, and then there'll be other, you know, it might be a month or two months of like, oh, I'm just kind of, you know, not dogging it, but just really like, just, you know, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The one thing that, and I was That's actually okay. just talking to my, yeah. I was just talking to my wife about it this morning. Um, you know, it's so important that you may not like everything that you do, like in physical fitness, but it has to be mm. an enjoyable place overall, you know? And so that's yeah. the thing that I found with, you know, the specific gym, right? So some of the days it's like, oh, I don't really want to do that workout, but I know when I go there, I'm going to see this person and talk to that person. And so then that gets me there. And so that community aspect, I think is what is really Mm -hmm. important, especially if you're, you know, I'm maybe not as, um, 
independently motivated as some, I mean, there's some, <laughs> some people who will, they can work out in their basement every day for years and no problem, no one around. They just have that. I don't. And so yeah. what I've realized is I had to find what it was that will keep me going. And, and part of it is that community. So that's, yeah. that's where it's been huge. So even if I'm not, you know, putting a hundred percent in, I still show up. Right. And that's better than if I would have just stayed home. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. That's been my struggle. I think with us traveling is well, number one, just, I, I have to do my workouts outside. I mean, I don't have mm-hmm. any choice but to go outside and I'm not going to throw kettlebells around inside a camper and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. And not, uh, not covered by warranty. <laughs> no, probably not. No, no. So, um, so, and then usually the best time for me to do that is getting up, you know, well before the kids get up and with, especially uh, as the, the fall has gone on and things like that. And it's, pitch dark till seven o'clock yeah. in the morning. I mean, it's getting outside to do a workout has been tough for me. So I've struggled a lot with that and I've, I've done better this week. Um, I was actually up this morning and then my two-year-old woke up and, oh, and man. Yeah. so <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning. So that kind of nipped that in the bud, but um, I'm going to, after we get done here, I'm going to go out and get my workout in just to get it done and, and okay. get something done. So yeah, and I, that's and I my think commitment. That that's... You got to just got to do something. I have yeah, to do something yes. every day and right. Yeah. But, and, and that's just, it is even if it's not the ideal situation, right. Just doing something is better than nothing. And so yeah. I think that's cool that you're going to do that. That's great. Yeah. And Jill and I have kind of committed to getting each other up and she doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily do the workout thing, but she enjoys that quiet time in the morning before the kids get up. Cause then sure. that's all, all bets are off once the three boys are awake. So, oh yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, you know, she uses it for quiet time and just getting ready and, and easing into the day. And I just need to get myself moving at that, at that point. And sure. But yeah. Yeah. So we're getting there. I just got to cool. keep on, keep on keeping on with it, I guess. So, okay. You did have an interesting experience I saw on your social media with, uh, and taking your daughter on a trip this summer. Yeah. Did you want to talk yep. about that? You know, why do you, you I think you, you had a specific reason for that, but, but can you talk sure. about that a little bit? Yeah. So one of the things, uh, or kind of what, what spurred that on is, um, we, my wife and I had read this book called love does by Bob Goff. I mean, it was probably a couple of years ago. And one of the things he had mentioned in there is like, taking his kids, just him on, a, um, taking each when they turn 12, a 12 year old adventure. And so, um, sure. you know, so, you know, with COVID and everything, obviously it was challenging. My daughter wanted to go somewhere overseas and we're just like, ah, it's going to be hard. And, um, you know, so we said, okay, anywhere in the U S uh, I'll let her pick. And so, uh, she picked <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> um, okay. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, Seattle. And we knew things were, you know, maybe a little bit, you know, sketchy there regarding, um, you know, that's where the location of Chaz and everything. And um, they had defunded their police and that. So, yeah. um, but we figured, hey, it's still a U.S. city. Um, it's probably going to be fine. So, so we went out there for four days. Um, and uh, one of the crazy, it was just crazy. So, you know, we didn't really know. I didn't know what defunding the police meant or what that looked like. Uh, but one of the you things we saw it when he got out it, there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And 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 what we saw was just, um, you know, well, we didn't see any police. I mean, of the four days we were there, we saw one Seattle police officer, and we were, we stayed right downtown. Um, and I think what's interesting is um, we kind of noticed. I'm like, okay, so they don't have police, but like, what's going on? There's still still you know kind of like security, right? So like Pike's Place Market and a lot of the um, individual stores and stuff, they all had private security. So uh, there's no, there's not the funding for the police, but these places are now having to pay for their own security. So, um, 
you know, so, so we, we kind of observed that and like, okay, well, you know, definitely most stores had their own security team. When you walk into the door, they, you know, make sure that everything's, uh, you know, everything's okay. One, and I'd never been, I'd been to Seattle one time, a long time ago, just for like a couple hours kind of thing. And so, hmm. um, but we did notice there was, you know, very large, um, homeless population, right. Um, lots of kind of the tent cities and, and, you know, uh, tents everywhere. Um, and so we were just, you know, going to be cautious and, um, you know, but also be respectful. Right. Um, cause yep. they're people too. Right. I mean, yep, they're, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to live every single day, just like I am and you are right. Um, yep. but, uh, on, on this one morning, which is, um, crazy, it was like nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, my daughter and I had gone to, a, to a spinning class and we're kind of near the Amazon headquarters, uh, in downtown Seattle area. And, um, there was a, uh, so we were kind of walking back after the workout, you know, I had a good time and, you know, it wasn't a super populated street, but it was, again, it was right near the Amazon headquarters. So it was a you know, busier area typically during mm-hmm. the day. Um, and there was a, you know, homeless guy kind of, you know, off to the side and, uh, or I'm assuming homeless. <clears throat> um, and he was starting to kind of, you know, kind of mumble at us and, and say some things. I couldn't really make it out. So we kind of stepped to the side a little bit. And just kind of continued on our path again, trying to be respectful. Um, and uh, then we thought we were past him. And then out of the blue, um, you know, he just kind of came out of nowhere and punched me right in the side of the face, <laughs> kind of in the eye. Yeah. Uh, my daughter was to my right. This happened on the left and, and she screamed um, and she ran um, up to another couple, kind of an old, you know, a little bit older couple. And they hid her behind them, which is really, really nice. And um mm-hmm. And I was, uh, you know, so I, my eye, bl- I, I, it blacked out. I couldn't see anything on my left eye, you know, didn't really know exactly what happened because again, I thought we were past this. So he must've taken a few steps towards me and uh, yeah. come, on, come on me from behind. Um, but then, you know, so I kind of ran a little bit and he, he kind of just kept walking, you know, and, um, and I think, um, you know, so I was like, well, what's going on? Like made sure my daughter was okay. And it's kind of funny because a lot of people are like, well, how come you didn't fight back? Well, you know, that's the last thing you think of when you got your daughter there, you just got hit. Yeah. Like you're just trying yeah. to get away from the problem. You're not saying, Hey, I'm going to go engage it more. Right. So, yeah. Um, yep. so that was who knows who else is around there and things like that. Oh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, um, you know, so, so was there, there any I mean, point in reporting it to the police or anything like that? Or, well, you know, and that's the thing. So we, um, so this couple, I'm like, do I call the police or what? And they're like, well, they don't really respond. And, um, and I didn't know this, but just the week before we got there, they passed a, I think a city law or something where, um, they cannot profile someone. So I couldn't say, you know, it was a, you know, a black man, like six, five, he had blue jeans and a white t-shirt on, you know, or white. So how do you catch anybody? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so they could not legally go search for someone. So I'm like, well, what do you, I guess you got to bring them in yourself or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, can't, or take so, a picture. Or, but even yeah, then, yeah. But. Yeah. Right. Um, so I didn't know any of that. Right. And it was just really, really interesting. Um, and, uh, so we continued on, you know, and kind of said, Hey, what are we going to do? Like we were there, that was our second day there. And, um, you know, we decided, Hey, you know what, we're here. Um, <laughs> chances the are, un- yeah, yeah, the chances of it happening again are probably higher here than anywhere else, but they're still slim. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so we decided to just kind of continue on and, and, uh, with our stay. Um, but I think what was, uh, what was interesting is, you know, then, so I had a really big black eye from it. Um, and we go into some other stores and kind of generate, generate a conversation. Right. And, 
uh, we were at this one and they're like, oh yeah, this, that happened two weeks ago. Uh, there was a, a, a guy and his girlfriend and someone came up and just punched him in the face and, you know, just the girl, knocked the girl out, I guess. And, um, wow. and just continued on. So I think it showed us, you know, um, when you, when you have a, a lack of law enforcement, right. Um, now typically maybe this guy wouldn't have hit me, right. If there would have been some presence or he would have known like, oh, there could yeah. be a police officer around the corner or something. Or they'll so, actually do something about it. You know, yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and even that same day, you know, so obviously this guy had some kind of mental issue or he was strung out or something was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought was what was interesting is I had this uh, overwhelming um, compassion that came over, you know, like I wasn't actually at first I was really mad and then it went away very quickly. I'm like, man, this, who knows if he even knew he hit me, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, um, and, and I just, so, so there's a, you know, I was, I was kind of sad, like that this, this is just going to happen. This guy's not going to get help. He's just yeah. going to continue on the police department was defunded, but it's not like the funds are going to help the population that needs it, you know? Um, yeah, exactly. It's not like there was homeless advocates all over downtown Seattle trying to help all those people. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think the other thing too, is, you know, you, um, uh, you know, like the concern is like, you know, is it a racial thing or something like that? And here's a, this is another story that happened that same trip. So, uh, the next day we got on a city bus, which maybe we shouldn't have done, but we did. And we took it kind of downtown to a different area. We were trying to get to, to a store and, um, you know, we were kind of the last ones on the bus and we got off and the bus driver, he was a black guy as well. Um, so we were walking down the sidewalk, just got off the bus. He, he said, Hey, Hey guys, come here. And I was like, Oh, what, what's up? You know? And he's like, Hey, this is, this is not a place in town. I, I'm willing to drop you off. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, this isn't, isn't really safe. Get back on the bus. I'm going to drop you somewhere else. And wow. to me, that showed amazing uh, humanity that yeah. it is not about race, right? Yeah. One one guy who hit me was a black guy. The guy who helped us get out of an area was black. It's not about race. It's about humanity, right? And so one guy yeah. was a good guy. The other guy was not. And so um, he probably was late on his bus throughout the rest of the day, but he made sure we got somewhere safe. And I thought that was just so awesome and a really good picture yeah. for my daughter to see this isn't a racial thing, right? It's, it's about public safety and exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that was really, you know, encouraging to me to see like, you know, she, my daughter could see, you know, kind of two sides of stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah. but uh, definitely awakened it to me that like, you know, um, that whole defunding the police is, is not necessarily the answer at all. Um, probably maybe, yeah, maybe there needs to be some reform and things, but, um, yeah. you know, they're definitely, it's, it's not going to solve any type of, uh, problem. It's, it's really kind of making some of the problems worse, worse is what I'd noticed. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, if there's no fear, I mean, it's happening in Portland as we speak is, is the, the riots and things like that. People just walk into buildings and toss in a Molotov cocktail or something like that and set things on yeah. fire, fire. Right. And they yeah. know that there's no place that's coming in or anything like that. And, yeah. and, so if you know that that's not going to happen, that's where people are going to gravitate to. And that's right. what they're going to, that, that want to cause trouble. That's what they're going to do. And so you've, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't understand it either that you can subject people that want to live in those neighborhoods to something like that, because yeah. why would, you know, why would I want to pay taxes for, for something like that, that that's, you know, but I guess that's my right. opinion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. And, and so that, so, you know, and the other thing that we did then the kind of the rest of the trip was, you know, just when we saw other, you know, Seattle, Seattle residents, we kind of would engage them in conversation and, you know, most of them, you know, are, you know, they were, they're saddened by it. They're like, Oh, I'm so sorry yeah. this happened to you. Like this city didn't used to be like this. Like, you know, yeah. so 
and I don't know if they'd what they'd attribute it to exactly, but they definitely know that it's different than it was. And I think that's the that's the hard part is it's not yeah. the same Seattle as it was, you know, two years ago, five years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I was down in Seattle six, seven years ago for several weeks, just right downtown by that right downtown area. And, yeah. And I didn't have any fear walking around downtown at night sure. or, you know, I'd, I'd go for long walks at night and, and during the day and never had any problems like that. It, that was back in the, what was it? The million, not the million man March, but the 1% type oh, protests sure. that, and that, the, the Wall that Street, age. So yeah, Wall yeah the protests, Wall Street yep, stuff. Yep, so yep. there was actually some of that going on right near my hotel and everything. And, sure. but it wasn't lawless or anything like that. That was mostly yeah. just you know, protesting type things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and I, so, and I think, I oh, think the ahead. thing is too, you know, you know, it's easy to sit in the Midwest or in the state, these, you know, uh, small towns and, or whatever on your computer, you know, posting on social media, defund the police, all this, but until you actually experience what it's like, which I didn't <laughs> intend to, but I did, Yeah. Yep. you know, it, it's like, I don't know. It, it helped me give me perspective. Like I can't fully comment on, you know, on something until I'm actually there. So um, it, it definitely was a, a eye opener that way. Yeah. How did you and your daughter come out of it? Did you talk about the, the whole, the trip as a whole and was it a plot positive, negative in the end? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, I think overall the trip, you know, and the whole kind of that whole idea or attitude of that 12 year old adventure was awesome. I mean, I think, um, you know, it's a good age, you know, she still thinks I'm cool somewhat. <laughs> um, and, uh, for a couple more years. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, you know, and at the same time, you know, she's, she can take care of herself for the most part in a lot of ways. And so I think it was, it was, it was nice for that. And, you know, we came off of it, like, I don't know, we had really good conversations. And I realized like I'd not, cause we have four kids. So, do I ever spend a long time with any one of them? No. And so it was just really neat yeah. to talk, um, you know, talk, talk about stuff at night and go get breakfast together. And uh, we flew out to uh, San Juan Island, took a float plane out there, which was awesome. Um, oh, nice. You know, just did some, yeah. did some adventurous type things where, you know, we just wouldn't really do that if we had the whole family. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so it was really a special time. And, you know, this is like a few weeks after it. She's like, dad, we should kind of do something like that every once in a while. Like maybe not that long, but like, let's do something just <laughs> me and you. And I'm like, you know, that was really cool. So yeah. um, so awesome. I make sure I continue that, but it was definitely something I encourage for, for people to do. And it doesn't have to be a dad, the, you know, only a dad. I mean, a mom can take it, take a kid or whatever, yeah. just that one-on-one time, I think is what was really important. So Sure, sure. But I think a dad and his, I don't know, I, I mean, and I think that time, especially for a dad is important because a lot of times we don't get that much time with the yeah. kids, like especially both of us, we were homeschooling and things like that. So the moms have been around with 24 seven. Yeah, right. And yeah and usually needs a break, doesn't need more time. But I know our boys, our two oldest that are with us still, they are, they love having one-on-one -on -one time with their mom rather than sure. the group yeah. time. And, yeah. but they, they, they love time with me also, but, um, if, but then my, our youngest two-year-old, he's a daddy's boy. So, I mean, sure. he, yeah. so, you know, who knows, but yeah. I know you're yeah. kind of up the, up against the clock here real quick, but, yeah. um, as far as the Arte syndicate, that, can you just describe that quick? I know we've talked about it before, but I just want to describe sure. it and then kind of talk about some things you learned out of that in the last few months. If you could. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so kind of what led me to get into it. Um, this was actually, I think prior to, kind of the whole COVID thing. Um, 
Okay. Or maybe we just started to hear about it, but I'm like, anyway, I just was, was sensing, like I needed to kind of have some more intense coaching. I needed to, needed to um, get some insight from people who were, you know, above and beyond where I was at. And so I think that's what, what Arte yep. really is. It's a, it's a group of like-minded individuals. I mean, totally different political views and social views and all that, but there, most people are either running a business, starting a business, um, employed mm-hmm. at a high level, you know? Um, and so they're all really driven to continue to better themselves and others. And I think that's what I saw in the group from the outside. I just didn't know if it was actually there. And so um, sure. it's something you have to apply for. So I applied for it, got accepted. Um, and um, basically, you know, at this point it consists of, um, we have multiple uh, coaching calls from both Ed Milet, Andy Frisella. Sometimes they'll bring on some guest speakers, although they're also bringing on some of the other Arte syndicate members who, you know, sure. have really seen things grow in their life. And it's, just, you know, personal development and, um, business development and all that. And so, um, typically it's, there's kind of each month has its own topic. Like, um, mm-hmm. this month has been kind of social media and how to generate, you know, uh, following and how to, how to market that way and things. So it's very specific, but really we're getting, you know, a lot of good insight and there's a ton of conversation on the Facebook groups and through Instagram and all that, um, where, and I've, I've used some of the people in the syndicate. Like I had an issue with a, a trademark thing I was working on and, uh, message one of the guys at one of the attorneys and boom, he took care of it, sent out the letter that needed to be sent and nice. um, it was done, you know? Um, and, you know, it, I paid him and it was awesome. Like, and so I just think there's this really kind of neat um, brother and sisterhood. That's part of it that um, I'd never really seen anywhere else um, that I've been a part of where everyone just wants to help each other do well. So um, cool. Cool. Yeah. 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 So, really, so what's one thing, what's the biggest thing you've gotten out of it though, that's helped you from your business perspective, maybe? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think for the most part, what it's helped me to do is to uh, be extremely focused when I am um, in my, in my business, you know, because mm-hmm. I see that from other people, it's being modeled. Um, and so that focus is very intense. And I know that, you know, in a couple of weeks, there's going to be another call and we're going to be talking about something else. And so uh, I've been able to kind of take, you know, one or two things here and there and implement them. I can't take it all. Right. And that's one of the yeah. things they talk yeah. about is take what you think you can apply, apply it and then move on. And so I've yeah. really been able to, to, to add that. Focus. And that's kind of helped you refine your day as you go through it and, and yes. tighten up what you do and when you do it kind of a thing. Yep. Cool. Yes, exactly. Cool. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. Kind of big, I big tend part. to get distracted a lot that way. So yeah, I think yeah. that's one of the, I'm trying to pull in some pieces there. So Maybe I'll hit you up after this, but uh, we'll see. Sure. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, no. But no, I've got some great, great uh, info that I've been using. Well, uh, some things I've been doing too there, but uh, I know I can always improve there also. So that's a great sure. thing to keep in mind is, is keeping, uh, is it things like your task list and, and just kind of how you're focusing your day type thing? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then, you know, like, uh, you know, I, like just shutting my phone off for, you know, hour chunks where it's totally off, watches off. I can't get any notifications, you know, something like that to just, Oh, sure. No, that was yeah. someone shared that somewhere in there about having focus. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm going to do that. So I applied that. So, you know, I yeah. make sure that I do that at least an hour a day where I get so much stuff done. I actually, I forget that my phone's off and I'll go two hours <laughs> without it, you know? Um, yeah. Yep. And I so, got that out of, I had gotten that out of, what was it? Uh, um, uh, the four hour work week from, from, yes. uh, and, and where you only check your email once an hour or something like that, or yep. once every four hours. And I tried to do that for my job and it, hopefully sure. with the way things are changing, that's going to get a lot better. But 
I, I've got a couple bosses that are kind of in the instant reply type thing where uh-huh. if they yeah. know I'm online, they're expecting me to reply right away. So, sure. but I've got some <laughs> job changes coming up and things like that. So hopefully I'm going to be in charge of my own time here quite awesome. a bit more as things go. So uh, yeah. hopefully we'll have some more info there to come up, but I know you're kind of hard up against the time limit. Yeah, so I'll, I'll let you get going. And, but I really okay. appreciate you coming back on again. I'm happy to see you're doing well still. And, and yeah. uh, I'd like to keep doing this every once in a while, if you don't mind. So sure. Yeah, no, I, I my guest hosting. For- yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Thanks a lot, Tony, for the opportunity. And, and, um, you know, definitely, you know, feel free to reach out again and we'll get something else going. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Sounds great, okay. Justin. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.